Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Shared Discovery, the show and podcast dedicated to sharing all the many exciting and enjoyable aspects of games and gaming. I'm your host, Victor. Today, I'm joined by a new co-host, Brad. Hey, how's it going, guys? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty dang well. It's a little warm in here, but it is what it is. We're going to sweat. We're going to have a good conversation. We're going to sweat like true gamers. Hey, hey, I know that. (laughs) I've had a lot of sweat in my days. so. So you're a new co-host here. And with new co-hosts, I ask them the same questions because I want the audience to know you, right? So I'm going to ask you, how long have you been playing games? What are your favorite games? How do we know each other? Yeah, so I've been playing games probably as long as I can remember. I don't want to say my whole life because there's a point where I couldn't hold a controller, I couldn't press keys or anything like that. But basically, from the moment I saw my mom playing pipes on that old DC, or on that old dial-up computer, so (laughs) four years started at Pipes, moved over to Frogger, and ever since then. Dude, that's classic. I remember that, too. I do remember that. Because it's weird. We share a mom. That's weird, isn't it? It's so strange. We don't really look like it. We don't look like it. (laughs) For you podcast listeners, you might want to come check it out so you can confirm that we don't look like it. We absolutely don't. So it's good to get you on here. What are some of your favorite games these days? Yeah, so favorite games these days, uh, unfortunately, I, I've actually been a little bit busy with work, so I've had to take a step back. But at the time, it was classic WoW. I was putting so many hours into the time that I found the, the most enjoyment with gaming. Sure. Back when we were able to spend just endless hours, hours 12, hours 16 hours, hours, falling asleep at the keyboard. Literally. Just doing that. <laughs> but unfortunately, I've had to take a step back, okay. so I'm trying to like work my way back to mm. being able to know life, but... It, Sure. Unfortunately, we have a lot. You get games as you can, right? Exactly. Right? So you're a core gamer. Yeah, I remember... Get uh, as you can. Yeah, I remember uh, when we were growing up, we'd see these adults that were always gaming, and we're like, I want that life. I want to do that. I want to figure out how I can set enough time to be able to give my time to what I care about, mm-hmm. which is gaming, yeah. and then I'll figure out the family we'll piece. Figure it. We'll figure it out after. Yeah. Why do you think I make this show? <laughs> It's an excuse to talk sure about and play games, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, WoW, as, as the listeners know at this point, that we love WoW around yeah. here. I've referenced that a lot, and we're going to reference that a lot today because yeah. we have a topic that is really pertinent to it. Yeah. Right? So the topic we have, it actually comes, again, for Mark Rosewater, the lead okay. designer of Magic. I've talked about him a few times, but he has an article from 2013 called Live Like a Gamer. Okay. So we're going to talk about his article and give our input. And in this article, he talks about skills we learn in games and how we can apply those to real life. There's a lot of overlap there. There's a lot of overlap there. And we're going to go through each point, talk about what he says. Then we're going to give some game examples and real life examples about how we've used the skill before. Okay, I'm sure we've got a lot of those. Okay, but I've got a question for you before we get started. You've heard this term a lot. I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw it out there. Okay. What aspect of life do you think you've min-maxed the most? Oh, okay. Min-maxing. So I've tried to be coming from where we're at, uh, mm-hmm. Northern Michigan. There's not the most diversity, so sure. I've always tried to seek that out wherever I sure. can. And the aspect that I think I've min-maxed the most is probably my perspective. Interesting. Whenever I come into a certain situation, mm. I know that everybody's been somewhere different than I have, so sure. I try to see where that is. And my perspective at this point, the more that you do that, the more that you look for the things that aren't obvious, the more you see it. Mm. And I think that I'm, I'm able to see what really changes between one situation to another, mm. and it doesn't happen overnight. I've been doing this for like 10 years, and I yeah. still like get shocked every single day. Right. But the perspective helps on that. And you've been, you've lived all over the country too, so you've seen a lot of different cultures, I'm a lot of different here from a different state. You're coming here from a different state. It took you so long to get you in the studio. <laughs> I'm glad we finally did. But I like that. I like that answer a lot, and that's really going to tie into some of the criteria, some of the strategies Marx talks about later so hold on to that I'm gonna bring that back up (laughs) Uh, for me I think probably time management okay just saying like okay I have this many things I need to do in this amount of time how to most efficiently how can I most efficiently do this so I can do what I want yeah. So I can play games. Yeah, exactly. So I can do what I want. So you can get back to what you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. So why are we talking about min-maxing? Wait, wait, wait hold, on, hold on. we got to define it. we got to define it. All right. We didn't even define the term. So yeah. let, I'll let you read. Read them the definition of min-maxing. 
Alrighty, so min-maxing in a video game or role-playing game is to optimize a character by assigning all or nearly all skill points to an, uh, the ability essential to that character's success in a, speci a specified role and environment, and no points to other skills rather than distributing that skill points more evenly across other attributes. That's, okay. a, lot of, that's a pretty big mouthful, but let's send it over to Vic. Today. Yeah, so the core concept of this is taking a thing that you need to do and taking whatever resources you have to do that the best way possible. Okay. And ignoring the unnecessary bits. Yeah. Right, so thinking about time management, the example that I gave, right? Okay. So I have to clean this much stuff in two hours. I'm gonna ignore the rest I don't have to clean, yeah. and I'm going to try to clean the things in the most efficient way possible. I'm gonna use one rag, I'm gonna use the proper tools. Right? You're not gonna vacuum until you've wiped off the, ca and the cupboards. You're gonna to have to vacuum twice. Then I'd have to vacuum it. twice. Yeah, right? that makes sense. So when we talk about min-maxing in real life, it's a game concept that is all about, like in games, there are certain things that require, so this is when people are like, I'm gonna push my character to the absolute limit in this regard. Yeah. And you have to do this in WoW a lot. Yeah. Right, to beat certain bosses, you're like, I need maximum fire resistance now. That's kind of an interesting <laughs> thing, because in order to min-max, you can't max everything. You can't. There's a specific piece there where you have to go minimum on the other side of things Absolutely. that aren't important. So you can't do every single thing to mm. the maximum, and you have to decide what you actually want to min-max. Absolutely. Kind of and honestly, yeah. that's a really good segue, because that is going to tie into a lot of the points that we talk about today. Okay. So the first point, let's just jump in, right? So we got yeah. 10 of these. We got 10 points here, and I want to just jump right in and say, the first one Mark outlines is, there is a solution. Okay. To everything, there's a solution. So what he says is that, as gamers, we go into a game, we see a problem, and our attitude is, how am I going to accomplish this yeah. goal? But on the other side, often people in real life do this thing where they go, can I accomplish this goal? And the difference there is this mindset of, as gamers, we know there's a solution. And yeah. oftentimes in real life, we ask, is it even possible? Yeah, because they wouldn't make a game without a solution. They wouldn't make a game without a solution. Unless it was like a sandbox. But most of the games that we're playing, when we're asking for a solution, that's the intent of the game. And, you, and think about even that sandbox example. Think about Minecraft. Like the overarching yeah. goal is to survive, and there's a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's definitely a way there's to a not way survive. To, there's definitely <laughs> a way not to survive. So Mark says, like gamers, in real life, we need to start treating every problem like there is a solution. Okay. Attack every problem that way. So I'm going to throw it to you. So we're going to give the game example and the real example. So. What comes to mind for games for you? What are some examples that pop into mind when you're like, right, there's a solution? So first off, as, as we already mentioned, WoW is a really big mm. piece of our uh, growing up. So throughout the history of growing up in WoW and the games that we've played, well, we started off in like, you know, the Nintendo era where stuff wasn't really fleshed out. Mm -hmm. There's so many glitches that if you hit the corner wrong, you're gonna end up behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So the first time I ever did that, I was playing with my buddy Chandler. Pretty sure he's been on here before. Chandler's been here before, yeah. absolutely. So I was playing with my buddy Chandler and it was some racing game. You could play as like a hot dog or some crazy okay. thing once you end up we'll have, to, we'll have to ask him what game that is. Yeah, well, next time he's on here, ask yeah. him what it is and he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's this one jump where you can just you go off of it and for some reason, if you hit the right angle, you just, you br basically break the game and you're able to just go super fast doing everything okay. and you're outside of the, like, what's supposed to be possible. Yeah. And that's where I first realized that what's supposed to be possible, there might be something more that's not uh, supposed to be I possible. See. And that's where I was able to figure out that, hey, I can hit this jump and I can get below Orgrimmar. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Glitches. Yeah. Oh, glitch glitches. hunters. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not really a glitch hunter anymore because they're pretty good with that yeah. these days. Mm -hmm. But there's always another solution for anything. Wow. Farming. Mm. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Any of that yeah. Kind of stuff, like so. how? Like there's always a different, better, different way to make money. There's always a way. Yeah, exactly. There's always a way to make money. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> talking with my girlfriend a, a little while ago. Her name's Claire. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you know. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we we talk about that all the time. There's so many different ways to make money. The collect the collectible market is huge. Mm. So there's always another solution if you're not liking what you're doing. 
you can always find it somewhere else. Yeah. See, that's a good that's a good segue into the real life examples. Yeah. Right. So you there's like in life, I need money. Mm-hmm. I know there's a way to make it. Yeah. Right. Let me look for that way. Exactly. So you as a gamer, you're like, oh, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just not gonna make have enough money to live. You're like, no. I there's a way. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it yeah. to meet the goals that I have. And the fun thing about that is gamers, there's. So look at look at all the different types mm-hmm. of games we have here. So, as gamers, you don't have to be stuck in the game that you're playing. If you're just not good at that game, well, find a different game that you're yep. good at, or one that you actually enjoy. The type of strategy game that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. What are you? What if you're a shooter? I'm not a shooter guy. That's that's certainly not <laughs> sure. something that I like. So, I'm just not even going to try to play and sure. win those games. It's just not going to. So that is a, that is a solution. Mm-hmm. Just not playing that game. Yeah, exactly. Stopping. That is a solution. And that, you know that's there. And so as game, we're recalibrating, right? So for me, I think of, for games, I think of puzzles. Yeah. Where you go in, you know the designer gave you a solution to this. Like, okay, caveat here. We're not saying these are easy. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of games are purposely challenging, right? But... Just because it's not easy doesn't mean there's not a solution and it can't be done. So I think of puzzles. And then in real life, like, I think of, like, editing. I edit videos. Okay. I think of yeah. that as, like, also a puzzle. Like, like I see you... a YouTuber do a technique and I'm like, yeah. okay, how do I do that? It's obviously possible. Yeah. How do I do it? <laughs> yeah, if it's not with this specific technique, what if they used a different line tool? Mm-hmm. What if they just did some crazy shading that I haven't thought of? Exactly. Like, there's so many different ways to produce something that looks cool. You just got to figure out what... Absolutely, and that right there, different. That leads us into our next category, our next point. So go ahead, tell them what our next section is. Oh wow, that's a very natural transition. So our next point is try something else. Mm. So uh, I don't know how much you want me to go into this because there's so much you can do Mm -hmm. outside of what we're currently doing. Sure. A lot of people just end up in the certain path of playing this game where I'm going to keep grinding this one Mm. skill where if they were to grind a different attribute like the defense instead of attack well they would survive longer in order to be able to actually kill that guy there's a little bit of balancing that needs to happen and if you're not trying something else you'll never really find what that balance is i like that point a lot too because i think about wow right i i you have to think out of the box and not get stuck because mm-hmm. I think about I play a warrior I'm like obviously strength's the best stat I yeah. do more damage then I go to something like a hunter and druid I'm like obviously strength's the best stat that's not the case <laughs> yeah you right? have to try something I gotta try agility because that's hit him with the main gun? stat <laughs> right you have to try something else and back to puzzles you're like okay I tried to get it in there it didn't fit okay maybe I should use the skill the game gave me earlier yeah. maybe I should try a different strategy a stra- different combination of ability maybe I should ask for help that's a good point you said something there about uh, trying something you got earlier in the game mm. most games are designed to take you from one step to the next step mm-hmm. and often if we do the do the same thing from level 1 to level 20 what we try and what works at level 1 it's not gonna work at level 20 because we got abilities at level 5 8 that are essential to get mm. to, to, to that level 21. Yeah, so. and you saying 1 to 20 makes me think of D&D. Yeah. Oh, okay. Early in the yeah. game, you might spam cantrips. Yeah. That's not going to work at the end. That might yeah. not work. you got to use your higher level spells. Yeah, right? talking about D&D, just a little side thing. We have an amazing DM for our campaign. Mm. He made little potions here. I love that. 2D4, you can just shake it. Yeah, it's literally for the podcast listeners it's like a glass vial it has red resin and then two little d4s you can shake to roll it, i love that it's, it's a great cool. dm and so for mark mark says here the gamer mindset is that is not over until it's over mm-hmm. that perseverance right right if the game hasn't ended there's still time to try something out so if you're alive you're alive right now, yeah. there's still time to try something else. Oh, my favorite things. I know we keep bringing it back to WoW, but one of my favorite things is when you're relying on that one last person. Mm-hmm. You got them down to 1% and that boss oh, is just yeah. chasing them. And you're like, you, everybody's cheering behind the scenes and you're hoping that he gets that one auto attack crit and oh, does. Dude. Oh. So this is funny. Uh, it's either they're cheering loudly or they know the person needs 
maximum focus. So it so gets quiet. it gets quieter than it ever has been so in, in the group chat. <laughs> and they pull it off. And you're like, yeah. Everybody goes crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a solution even to the end. It's not over till it's over. Yeah. And a motto, bringing it back to Magic of the Gathering, is like winning with one life or winning with twenty life is the same thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. You still always have time to keep trying something else. <laughs> what do you think are some real life examples of this? Well, you said that uh, it doesn't really matter if you win with one life or 20 life. If you win with one arm, two arms, no arms. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. still won, right? still won. And uh, I'm currently getting into the business world with sure. like uh, marketing and agencies and that type of stuff. And one of the things with that is whenever we're meeting with a client, we want to be able to give them everything that we can mm. so that they know that we're going to give them our 100%. Mm. Oftentimes, well, they're going to go look for somebody else. And the thing that we have to tell ourselves is, if we give a, an extra 30 seconds, another extra two minutes to under, understand what this person's real problem is, well, we're, we might be able to actually get them as a client mm -hmm. because they understand us and sure. how much we care. And I, I say all that to bring it back to the, the phrase, zeros don't average. If you have something that's worth value to you, you have to keep diving into that mm. uh, in order to get to the finish line. Sure. Determination is what really matters yeah. in games because you're not going to be, be able to beat that boss at level one. Just like you might not be able to understand the value you can bring to somebody else sure. until you've been in that situation over and over again. Yeah. And you can actually give that person what matters to them. I like that. Really just like persevering in the conversations to learn about them so you yeah. can help them properly. And we've learned that because we've played some hard games in our day. Games used to be pretty dang hard. They really did. They had to, nowadays they can always push out another add-on or mm -hmm. expansion, but back in the day they had to have a fully fleshed there out it is. Game, That's the game. They had to make enough time mm -hmm. of struggling to build the next game. Absolutely, but because games were so hard, sometimes you just lose. <laughs> yeah. And it's just gonna happen. And yeah. failure can be disheartening, but that leads us right into our next point, right? That losing is an opportunity to learn. Ooh, okay. Right, so what this says is, no matter how good you are at a game, you're gonna lose. That's, uh, that's definitely the point it's, of it's playing, gonna lose. I feel you're, like. You're gonna lose. If you're perfect at a game, won't you get bored, right? Yeah. So you're gonna lose at some point, but gamers, we don't get frustrated and give up. We see this as a chance to learn what we're doing wrong. So, why did I lose the game? What actions did I take that led me to losing? And what uh. could I have done differently that might have kept me from losing? Yeah. So we, sometimes things are out of our control, but if we take this mindset and say, if we believe that each loss is the result of something outside of our control, we'll never have the opportunity to improve. So we need yeah. to look at and what actions that we took and can change to improve that situation, to do better next time. Yeah. We need to figure out what led to the outcome and don't make those same mistakes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, there's so much to that. If you can actually, like, know where you made the mistake, you can start to plan how to not make that mistake. Mm. But it really starts by understanding, hey, I shouldn't be 30 yards away from this mob. He's gonna come kill me because he's a higher level for me mm -hmm. than me. He's or aggro, real, like, since I'm much lower level, he has a higher aggro radius. I need to stay far away. Exactly, that's a good one right there. The mm -hmm. aggro radius, you don't really learn about that no, until you, you learn, to learn that by dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember the first time you saw a skull character in oh, WoW? Oh man. You're like, what is Oh, this that's guy? cool, like, I'm gonna go see what that is. Yeah. It just one shots you. It's <laughs> probably only level 10, but for us. But we're like two, because <laughs> the way we used to play WoW, is like we wouldn't level for a while, we just wanted to see the world. Yeah, and we would that, try to like sneak around. It was, we thought WoW was a stealth game. We, yeah, <laughs> it, it's not. And so for me, there are a lot of great game examples. What I like about these points that Mark has is they all lap right back mm -hmm. into each other because you can't learn unless you try something else, mm -hmm. right? So learn, we lose, we try something else. And I think 
like gotcha force we talk about that a lot here but that game gets really hard it does <laughs> like for a kids game game that's a, a, aimed at like 10 to 13 year olds i'm like my lord yeah. how did we beat that as children dude there was that superman game back in the day yeah oh, there's a really crappy awesome. superman gamecube game that is just so hard because it's <laughs> the mechanics are bad but we persevered we got through it <laughs> i tried something to, i had a whole training arc to be able to hit the button faster mm -hmm. it's great <laughs> dude i remember like i flex my arm right over the button because i have yeah. shaky arms. It, was, it wasn't even pressing it no, was vibrating it was just vibrating the button <laughs> and i we had to learn that skill yeah we had to we did take some breaks but we came back and we kept trying because that i don't know why that game was bad it was but we persevered because it was a challenge where gamers mm -hmm. we know that there's a solution yeah. past this they wouldn't make this game and have these other abilities i know that i can use mm -hmm. soon behind this this terrible dam level and it's funny i say dam but it was literally it was literally to dam. fix a dam <laughs> yeah you're literally you're spamming the button so superman can close the hole in the dam yeah. so that's hilarious I love that. uh and what we've talked about some game examples but you actually mentioned a real life example for this like you said sometimes you might lose a client right yeah. and you ha probably have but you learn to try to th different things. You yeah. learn to spend that extra 30 seconds to talk yeah. to them. Yeah, every time that you meet somebody, well, every word that they say is something different than you haven't heard before. So you can learn from that opportunity. Mm. So one, of the, one of the best things that I ever learned was from a customer. When I was, mm. I had the sale and it was so, he knew that I was fresh into to making okay. um, sales or deals or whatever you want to call it. and. I asked him, I was, I was like, hey, uh, please be sure that you pay that final amount. And he's like, you should never tell somebody to pay the final amount. They know we got to pay the final amount. And I was like, oh, man, there's something. I got a lot to learn. I got, got a lot, lot to, to learn. learn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that could have lost you the sale, mm -hmm. but that goes nice enough to teach you. Exactly. So that, and I guarantee there's other things that I'll be up at night after a situation like just not even business or mm -hmm. it's just personal where I wish I had said something different mm. just because I was like I, I kept my mouth shut yeah. or something like that so it's even in relationships going mm -hmm. into what we wish we would have said oh dude yeah. how many times do we like okay okay what strategy can we use to get past <laughs> this fight in this game we just ruminate and I'm like okay I could use this gunner and use this use his strategy to hold them and like we just ruminate yeah. on it so it's like this self-reflection that we do in games naturally just yeah. to apply that to life right yeah. it's just it's kind of hard for that it, it's hard because with gaming when you die you get to restart the game typically within minutes and if it's not minutes mm -hmm. it's typically within hours yeah. but in the game of life when you fail you learn and you don't get to retry it for sometime months yeah maybe years later the consequences so. are much more severe which is why i think mark leads us into this next point actually that i will i'll throw out, off out to you after we throw our sheets Woo. oh come on uh, okay uh, it went there off. we go it almost, it. <laughs> almost failed the throw Ooh. okay this is a tough one because how can you do this um you're going to go into that, but mm -hmm. the next one that Mark talks about is identify what matters most. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'll tell you what, that's something that you have to reevaluate every single time you enter a, a specific area. But I'm going to hand, hand it over to uh, Victor here to talk about kind of how he identifies what matters. Sure, most. sure. So we'll back up here because Mark has a few good points about this that kind of help us frame this a little. Okay. So he says that gamers know the key to solving our problems it, we know that the games are solvable and to do that we have to identify what matters most and the key to doing that is getting rid of the distractions hmm, okay right try to figure out what is holding you back slowing you down keeping you from reaching that goal and so if you understand what the distractions are and if you understand where to put your focus right that's halfway to solving the problem that makes sense because in wow i've spent oh pro probably hundreds of hours doing professions I that i just delete like, I, I, I unlearned professions i've spent so much time and money to get because i thought it was important mm -hmm. but i didn't really do an inventory and i think wow is a really good example of this because wow i think about leveling and wow there are many different ways to level and as expansions come out there's 
different ways to level. Yeah. And think about when uh, Looking for Group came out, Dungeon mm -hmm. Finder came out. They wanted people to use that, so yeah. they made that the most optimal way to get it XP. They, yeah, you got so much more experience from just pressing a button just and the button. walking around doing the quests. Mm -hmm. uh, I think at the same time they started giving you experience for professions, mm -hmm. but it, it just didn't matter. The quickest way was just to simply go to looking for group. So the caveat here is identifying what matters most to you. Mm. Right, so if leveling the fastest possible way to get to the max level, you're going to do looking for group. You're yeah. going to avoid the distractions of quests. You're going to avoid the distractions of professions. You're going to just sit in Orgrimmar yeah. and run these dungeons over and over. Yeah, and I th that's a good point because we were talking about um, the game Lost Ark versus mm. the Baldur's Gate game. Mm -hmm. They're both very similar games with uh, a lot of story built into it, but one, I going to pay attention to every last bit of that story because, well, I have a D&D &D campaign. Mm -hmm. Whereas Lost Ark, it's a really fun game, but what matters to me is getting to the end where I can actually just fight cool monsters. Mm. You know, So story mm -hmm. versus leveling in one game is way more important, but to me, they're both different. So it's never going to be experience always. Yeah, It's never going to be story always. It's always going to be different for whatever I'm feeling at that moment. It's nuanced, it's very nuanced. And so what some people find a distraction, some people are like, quests, get them out of here. Yeah. Other people are like, dungeon finder, get them out of here, I wanna see the world, mm -hmm. I wanna PVP, I wanna experience these quests that in the story that the yeah. player, the game diviners have made, right? That's a good point too, going mm -hmm. back into, this might be a good transition into real life stuff. The first, uh, do you remember when I first started playing WoW and I started on a role-playing server? Yes, that was hilarious. Well, I got kicked off that server. <laughs> you couldn't do it. I was a little kid. I had no idea how to yeah. role-play. <laughs> oh, man. Probably got into some hijinks on that oh, server. Oh, yeah. They, they were talking at me in, like, orcish, and I'm like, I'm just trying to get a guild ball. Sure to play the game. <laughs> oh, that was, I do remember that, because you got into a guild. They finally let you in. You're like, you just looted their guild ball. And they're like, what are you doing, dude? I was like, I thought this stuff was free. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I say that because the role-playing community, that doesn't matter to me. No. I'm not going to go to the, the server that's dedicated for that community. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to a different community. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. That's just, I just thought matter. that's kind of interesting. It's, it, there's a lot of overlap in the communities and the people that we choose to hang mm -hmm. out with as well. So. It's a very nuanced point. Right? Yeah. And it's going to be self-reflection for you what's most important. Think about your role-playing server. Right? Some people, they get to level one, they can role-play as much as they want. Yeah. They're like a peasant in the city. <laughs> and questing and leveling is a distraction. Yeah. Right? And then I think about real-life examples. For me, I think about exercise. Okay. I've done a lot of exercising and taken classes in my life. And a lot of exercise is for health. Yeah. Right. So identify the problems you have. Right. Like I have a neck issue mm -hmm. from injury I had, or I have like a you shoulder have that bicep tweet. If you could probably yeah, ripped see it if you bicep. Had like yeah. Like I don't know. Can you see it? Yeah, you can kind of see how. I see it. Yeah, I had this, so I had to identify that working out is important, but healing my muscle is more mm -hmm. important. So I changed the workout. Try something else. Yeah. Do different workouts to work this or like I have this neck injury I need to strengthen that area yeah. let me prioritize that which leads into our next point actually which is prioritize prioritize <laughs> hold on hold on prioritize <laughs> okay so these these three next three kind of really overlap but it's kind of a process you identify what matters most then you prioritize it, right? So the key to winning a game is to figure out the priority for the things you have to do. That's a good point, because um, mm -hmm. they identify what matters most. There's a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I've been thinking about how to incorporate that to gaming because I, I'm, I'm just a big productivity guy, but mm -hmm. uh, at one point I might make a, a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Gaming. That'd be kind of fun. But, oh, I like uh, that. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and one of the topics in there, one of the seven habits of highly effective people is to begin with the end in mind. Uh, I kind of want to talk about that with the identify what matters most mm. because if you begin with the end in mind, well, you know that in order to get to that goal, there's a there's so much uncertainty that happens mm -hmm. from the point that you 
create a goal to the point when you accomplish that goal. You, there's no way that you're ever going to figure out what those steps are mm -hmm. until you decide what the end point is. I like that. So mm -hmm. prioritizing from that point is kind of simple if you begin with the end in mind. Absolutely. If you, okay, I identify my goal. Let's talk about like real life podcasts. I understand my goal is to make a podcast. Yeah. Right? So that what matters most is making a script, getting it filmed, getting hosts, getting the studio. So I need to prioritize these yeah. things. I need to figure out what the distractions are. The distractions sometimes actually are just playing games and yeah. watching videos. Sometimes that's research, sometimes that's distraction. But I've, I'm like, okay, me playing this new game is not helping me make the script, mm -hmm. not getting me into the studio. So if I know what matters most, that goal, like you said, is making the podcast. I prioritize the steps to get to that, right? Mm -hmm. That's really important. And this is the point we talked about consequences, right? And Mark says that the difference between games and real life is that the consequences are much larger. Yes, definitely. So he says that we this has the opposite effect on us, right? Okay. So since we know that our consequences are um, larger, we're less likely to try different things. Okay. Uh, because of the, going back to what I was saying about mm -hmm. you fail in a game, 15 minutes, mm -hmm. maybe even shorter, yeah. 30 seconds to retry. Real life, it's months. It's real, it's months or never yeah. again sometimes, but he says that we should learn this process in life even more so because the consequences are bigger. We should, mm. shouldn't be scared to try new things and prioritize and figure out what happens most because it's limited. We have these high yeah. consequences. We should have this mindset when we go into solving a real world problem because we know that we would want more success in real life, right? Why wouldn't you? Why, Why would wouldn't you we? want to spend more time to get less success? Mm -hmm. So you have to prioritize getting there. That's actually, uh, it might be a little bit too early to jump the gun into real life situations. Oh, go ahead. When I start anything, I kind of have this problem of paralysis by analysis mm. where I try to get into there and figure out a hundred percent of what I'm supposed to do before mm -hmm. I even begin. Yeah. And prioritizing, there comes a point where you have to give enough time to figure out the end. You have to mm. figure out the time mm -hmm. to optimize. But at a certain point, you just reach a point where you're wasting time. Yep. You have to start doing what you've been planning and sure. actually create that podcast, oh, create absolutely. those show notes. Mm -hmm. I already know that it needs to be done. I just have to embark on it. Okay. Yeah. That's the most important thing is making yeah. the show notes. Just do it. Ex exactly. Well, there's a point. There's something that just stops you. Do it. Right. And maybe that's the consequences. Maybe that's analysis paralysis. <laughs> maybe there's so many things you want to do. That's what this is about. Limit those distractions so you can reach those goals. Yeah. And I think I, I put speed running here. Okay. I think speedrunning really highlights these process because in speedrunning, you have to identify the quickest path. Yeah. You have to identify which glitches work, which ones don't. And you have to practice those over and over yeah. and over until you can do it right. And that's, mm. again, min. I think this is the example of min-maxing. I think speedrunning speed yeah. and then real-life prioritizing is min-maxing. We can't do everything in yeah. a day. So let's put our effort into the things that helps us reach the goal. That's a good point because mm -hmm. it, you can't just speed run the first time you go through nope. it. You have to go through it maybe once, twice. You have to figure out, going back to what we were talking about down there, uh, the learning from your mm -hmm. losses. The speed run comes after you've started with the end in mind. Yep. You've learned from your mistakes and then you prioritize which platforms to jump on, mm -hmm. which grenades to throw to make you jump farther forward yeah. whatever which speed run you're do you, doing whatever it is for that game yeah. and we're not practicing the techniques that don't get us faster in the game yeah exactly right? why would you practice something that makes so doesn't we, get you closer to your goal why are we yeah. practicing things that don't get us further in life closer yeah. to our life goals yeah. you know and that actually leads us into this I think these really go in order into our next point so tell them what the next point is in this Okay, I got this. So um, it's actually a very organized th uh, way of thinking. So once you prioritize, you have to be able to prioritize the next point, which is uh, use resource management. Mm -hmm. Because once you know where you're going to end, 
You identify what matters most. You can't prioritize without knowing how much you have. Mm. You have to know mm-hmm. where you're at and manage what you have in order to be able to give enough to what matters at that moment. Um, yeah. I really, yeah, and I think Mark did a wonderful job of this because he says that gamers are trained to recognize when things are management, resources, mm-hmm. issues, and according, act accordingly. Okay, so how, how many quests are like, go get 10 things, go and get this much money, right? Yeah. I think about, wow, you have, like, classic WoW is such a feat to get 1,000 gold for your first mount. Yes, it was. Right, so you're always, for me, it was always in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I can't overspend because I yeah. want that now. So I would, the goal, I, I identified what mattered the most to me mm-hmm. was getting my mount at level 40, <laughs> or 60 is the thousand goal. Yeah, that's well, the thousand. At 60, yeah. getting it right at 60 because that's a huge upgrade. I prioritized setting money away yeah. and that, and I identified that gold was the resource. Because imagine mm-hmm. if you had waited until level 60 and you had been spending all the things frivolous, getting all your mm-hmm. armor that you don't need at level 24 yeah. and just like fancy from dead yeah. mines. Like, it's just, not going to go anywhere. You could get twink gear and just yeah. make myself really good, but I, why would I do that if I'm leveling? If, you, if that character's goal is to stay a twink, you can get all the best gear, you can enchant it, but if your goal is to end up max level and then be the best, why would you spend all why that would time I, on level yeah. 19? Wouldn't. Also, for you, the, those of you who are like, why did you just say twink? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little dated. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, it's a WoW term for WoW. At least in Classic WoW, there are these level brackets for PvP. So 10 to 19, mm-hmm. 20 to 29, and a twink. I think it ends on the ninth level every Yeah, I think it ends bracket. at the ninth level until max level. Yeah. So anyway, a twink will make their character the highest level for their brackets, level 19, and get the absolute best gear possible so they can just be the best at PvP for that graphic. So, I just want to clear that up because you're probably like, what? Thanks for that. What are you talking about? (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, so resource management. We we're trained in games. We're talking about so many examples from WoW. It's like, okay, what resources do I need to accomplish the task? How much of that do I need? Mm-hmm. We know we need money, and we know we need a thousand gold. Would you consider experience a resource? Oh, absolutely. It's experience is a resource. Absolutely. Even though you can't really lose experience. You can't lose experience, but you control. You can control how much you get it. Right? You can manage. You okay. Can manage it, yeah. right? You can say, "I'm gonna go just kill moms." That's not gonna be as efficient as doing quests in okay. addition to it. Or Maybe it is if you're a frost mage and you can cheese. Yeah, you can just kill eighty at a time. You can kill eighty at a time. But again, you have to prioritize what works for your class and your situation. Okay. So for Mark says with real life problems, we have to ask ourselves the same questions. What are the resources that matter to me? And oh, gotta flip that over. Which matter the least? What are distractions? And how much is enough and how much is too much yeah. of these resources? So big, big resource is oh, time. Man. Time in real life. <laughs> the first time I got my Costco card, I definitely oh, bought way too much stuff. Too the much resource money. management was what, not good. What there. are the life resources? Time and money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we need to know how much time we have in the week to work towards this podcast. What time will I set aside to prioritize working on the show notes? Mm-hmm. What time will I set aside to, on research? And what time will I set aside on fun? Yeah. <laughs> right? It has to be a balance. It has to be a balance, right? Because yeah. it can also be too much. Mm-hmm. And I think you already brought it up, food. I put real life examples yeah. here because we need to manage food. And I think we don't see food as a resource management issue, yeah. but it really is, right? Realistically when, is. when are we eating during the day? How much are we eating? Are we getting good calories, bad calories, overeating, not eating It's like enough? one of the most like, prolific resources we yeah. have. <laughs> right? And we all do it pretty poorly, I Just feel like. Just like, like, of days we're all, uh, some people manage it incredibly yes. well with their like, uh, with intermittent fasting diets, mm, that's a mm-hmm. way that they manage that, that resource. But man, I have such a problem with eating. It's either yeah. eat way too much, like eat this entire mat worth of food mm-hmm. or just wait until six and realize, wow, I'm starving. Oh my God, I, I <laughs> today, oh no. Yeah. So I, I really want to- dead. You're just dead. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to touch on this because we, we, if we think like gamers, it's like eating kind of takes the fun out of it so yeah. you don't have I, again there can be too much of a good thing i shouldn't min max my food you don't have to min max it to the extreme but we still want to <laughs> know like 
Are we overeating? Are we getting yeah. fruit and vegetables? Do I need to eat donuts every day? Yeah. Right? And this isn't like, this isn't life advice. We're not going to shame you for those things. But just getting <laughs> you thinking in that mindset, right? Of maybe for you, you identified the problem that maybe I'm eating too much. So mm -hmm. then you can, from there, you can start to identify the priority, the resources, which would be the And it doesn't even have. need to be a priority. Doesn't if I manage my resources fine, mm -hmm. it allows me to spend elsewhere mm -hmm. managing different resources a different way. Mm -hmm. My emotions, if I don't, and it, it's everybody's choice. It's we can do whatever yep. we want, and it goes back to beginning with the end in mind. If we're trying to lose weight, we're never going to stuff our face mm -hmm. so we can think about a problem differently. But if I'm a skinny guy, and for whatever reason I can, re I have a really high metabolism, I can eat like crazy, and I know I'm not going to gain weight, but I'm also anxious. What if eating helps me? Because mm -hmm. that's my resource management. Sure. Whatever helps us cope is, and get to the end goal in mind. Mm -hmm. It's managing the resources that get. And that's goal. yeah that's really important to to touch on because everyone back to what we said identify what matters most to you for me food management is eating more because mm -hmm. i'm one of those people that has that high metabolism where if i don't eat enough before bed it'll wake me up yeah because i'm hungry yeah your stomach will punch you. it'll just punch me <laughs> so everyone's gonna have those different ones but i i just wanted to put this into the terms like that literally everyone does yeah food it, it is a it's literally a resource yeah. that propels us. And it's funny because we very easily could have put money. We could have put time. Everybody knows that time mm. is the most valuable resource. We can't get more of that. And they're all interlinked. Too. They, they really, mm -hmm. realistically are. We mm -hmm. get we have time to get money to buy food. It's, it all comes back to food. <laughs> Dude, everything comes back to food. Dude, it does. All of our events, the social events, everything, dating is around food. Even, even watching a movie, all entertainment is surrounded about food. If you're at a game, there oh. might be a meat platter there. It might have some snacks to go there. And everything that we're doing ideas. is a medium to hang out. And food is one of the most popular mediums and easiest ones to relate because we all have it. We all manage it. Yeah, it, I like that a lot. And the idea you're giving me is like, what if we do an episode about food-based games? Dude, that'd be a good one. Would that be sweet? They probably had some pretty wild food-based games out there. I know. There's like overcooked <laughs> have you played that one? No, I <laughs> we all work together in this kitchen and try to build food okay. items. It's, it's really funny. Hmm. I have it. We should try it sometime. But yeah, I, food is a resource. And if we think about it, we can, might have better handle. And if we think about it in those terms, we might have better handle over so it. So like budgeting your food. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that you should budget money. Mm -hmm. We budget food. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And again, we don't have to go to extremes like Bobby Bobby's <laughs> fun. Yeah. And we've, okay, so this next point, I'm gonna move on here because I think this next point is really relevant and we've touched on it a lot throughout. We've alluded to it, but the value of things can change. Ooh. Right, so this means that gamers, we look at the resources as tools and that's something we need to get to the coal, but we know and we accept the fact that the key to getting where we need is to le sometimes letting go of the things that got us there. Hmm. Right? And so think about gear. There's so many games that use gear. Think about Diablo and WoW and yeah. these types of games where you're constantly getting new gear and you just like throw it away. Vendor yeah. trash it. And we know that it's like we can't keep it forever. Shadow Fang. Yeah, Shadow Fang from Shadow mm -hmm. Fang Keep. It was the most expensive level 19 weapon you can mm -hmm. get and paid hundreds. Would have bought you that flying mount for a thousand gold at some point. Yep. But uh, give that to somebody that's level 30 that has something that's 10 times as good. Maybe not 10 times as good, but something that's way better. Yeah. It's not going to see any values. Like, uh, I could use that on mm -hmm. another character. I don't care. The mm -hmm. value changes over time. Yeah. Right? And the value changes over time and changes in different settings. Yeah. Right? So that sword is so good. It's so much money because it's good for these level 19 twin characters, yeah. these min-maxers. But at level 30, who cares? Yeah. Why would you spend that much on it? It's probably still good because good. of how good of the weapon is. But level 40. We'll go up the bracket. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Look at the whirlwind axe. <laughs> uh, so Mark says that we know thing, the value of game, things change in games, so why don't we do this in real life, right? In life, we have to be willing to reevaluate what matters to us, hmm. right? So constantly, he argues that emotional inventory to understand the value of things in life now, rather than how 
they were valuable to us before is really mm -hmm. important. That's kind of hard though, because sentimentality is like one of the diff most difficult things for me to get rid of stuff. It's hard. Like, I have so many clothes that I'll never <laughs> wear. My kids will never wear that. I know. I can't get rid of it. It's hard. I, I just threw away some shirts that I've had. Probably hurt your heart. I'm like, <gasps> and now I'm like, dude, whatever. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Taking up space. And so, real life example, stuff. <laughs> and this, yeah. this is very hard for people. This is where hoarding comes from. Yeah. And it, there, we're going to have another one, I think, where we talk about other people. But mm. one of the things about value changing in life is the people that we... People are there. I've heard at one point, I don't remember who said it, but everybody in your life is there for a season, reason, or a lifetime. Mm. So if they're there for a reason, that value might be able to help you in that moment. But if that was somebody else in that same situation, the value that that, per that person brought you, it's not the same reason. Yeah. You're in a different season of your life. And if they don't stick around for that reason, mm. it's not because of that person it might just be because you weren't ready for that because the value yeah. that the things that are important to you it's not the same thing that's important to your friends or mm -hmm. your friends that you used to have absolutely and, and we can find value in other things because we still appreciate the person as they are yeah. we don't necessarily see eye to eye on maybe politics the games we play maybe they like sports games now and i'm never going to play games with them ever again i don't know about that but. who did that uh, yeah <laughs> who taught them that who, who hurt you yeah. <laughs> but either way what they found important in life has changed and we have to be able to understand that what we find important just like them it also changes so we have mm. to be able to understand and appreciate that going yes that. we're always changing our values changing their values changing so we're always doing this self-reflection mm -hmm. and mark argues that we should do this emotional inventory more because so sometimes you just hold on to stuff that's weighing you down or hurting you right and this can happen in relationships this can happen with stuff yeah so but we're, we're getting close to the bottom of the hour we got i think we got three oh, three more points here to go and i i, I want time it. i want time to ask you the outro question it's a good one so take us on to this next point all right, I'll be quick with this one. This one I'm a numbers guy. I loved math growing right. up in second grade. Uh, Mrs. Saladay. Oh man, I, I was I was getting that, that banana banana split. I want it. You did. Um, <laughs> I remember that. That's hilarious. Um, but the math, you have to trust the math in the gaming. Whenever you come across a situation where you understand that it's going to be difficult, but it is possible, even if it's a one percent. I have to give it on one out of a hundred of those chances I give it, it's going to matter. And that kind of goes back to something called the law of large numbers. If you don't know what the law of large numbers is, it's a statistic and probability, or it's a concept and probability where if you have a, a proven average, the higher that number gets, the more tries you give to that, that object or whatever attempt you're doing, the closer it's going to be to that proven average. Mm. So if we have a coin, it's a 50-50 chance to get heads or tails. Mm. Whenever we flip that coin, well, we might get seven heads, but we might get three tails. Yep. We flip it a thousand times, it's going to be pretty close to 500 and 500. Yep. So whenever you know what the average is, it kind of goes back to begin with the end in mind, because mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're going for, you don't know how to calculate the mm. math. Mm -hmm. So the math is, it, it's absolute in gaming. They're programmed. They yeah. have to abide by those numbers. And so many games so. just tell you the percent. Like, what's <laughs> the proc chance of this happening? What's the chance of hitting? D&D yeah. does this a lot too. If you can literally yeah. take your D20 and turn it into percentages. Times it by five, I guess, right? Like, right yeah, huh? Exactly, right? Huh. So you, like, I know if I 18 AC, and I have 10% chance to hit yeah. right? with no modifiers. So you can turn it into math. I like that a lot. I'm going to think about that more in my D&D because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I can totally hit this mm -hmm. guy. I got a 5% chance. Yeah, <laughs> do, do, do that math. We're always doing that in games, right? We're like, okay, does this proc chance, is it high enough for me to rely on this skill to yeah. get me through this task? Yeah. And I actually... I, I put two things for real life examples, but first I should say that Mark says that when it involves math, we should trust it. Right? Okay. When the numbers are there, trust the numbers. But real life problems don't always involve math. So sometimes we gotta trust our gut and, and our emotional responses, and, and we gotta know when it boils down to math, when it boils down to emotion. So the two examples I gave for that are gambling. Okay. The math is there. <laughs> we know we're not gonna win the lottery, probably. 
<laughs> there's a very, very, very low chance. So there's a lot of people like me, I'm like, I'm not even gonna try, because mm -hmm. I trust that math. But then on the other side, you have relationships. It's, it, uh, you can't boil people down to math, yeah. right? It's up to you to evaluate, do this emotional inventory, and evaluate using your gut and your, your what's important to you to make choices in your relationships. Mm -hmm. Which, we've been talking about these last two points throughout, because what does this boil down to? This boils down to people, mm -hmm. right? If it's not about people, like us or others, like what's the point of this, mm -hmm. right? So the next one he says is find the value in others. Okay. Right, so gamers learn quickly when games have a political component. Always, oh, we're done, yeah, send it. Throw that sheet off. We recognize that when there's a political component, that the value of others, right? We need to recognize that each player has a value and you have to learn what that value is, yeah. right? So the fastest way to lose is not respecting someone else in a game you're playing with. That's definitely true. I remember mm -hmm. some, uh, most of the games, uh, Here to Slay is around here somewhere, mm -hmm. but it's a game where there's, it's a free-for-all essentially. Mm -hmm. And if you come in there and you think that you're gonna win, if you try to win first and you don't have that win, you're not gonna win. You know? And the same thing is if if you try to help somebody else win, um, they'll probably help you. So um, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you you give someone that help, they're more likely to help you. Yeah. Right? So understand that value that they have. It's like they haven't done anything all game. Maybe I can talk to them and get some help from them. Mm -hmm. They're holding like twenty cards. Maybe I should talk to them. <laughs> I know their value is higher than someone that has the three cards, yeah. right? And it's, it doesn't boil that down that simply for people. But when we look at it in real life, if we can say that everyone we meet has value, and you've yeah. talked about this, the perspectives that you have when you meet people, mm -hmm. you're ready to learn about their cultures and what they have to give you and their life experiences. Yeah. So it's really important we don't dismiss people we understand the value they have to give absolutely and a good real world example is that when i was in the marine corps everybody has a completely different background mm. to get to that point mm -hmm. so once they've gotten to that point everybody is in the same exact spot mm -hmm. some people know digital editing some people are amazing cooks and they can end up as a combat cook you have okay. no idea you what they could know. end up with mm -hmm. but we all bring something different to the table and the best teams that you have are the people that take the the team leaders that take enough time to ask hey victor what mm -hmm. are you good at i'm good at, <laughs> at writing show notes hey see and what do we know here? We're having a, a, an amazing podcast around that same thing. Mm -hmm. And whenever we can find whatever that person finds them va the value for themselves, you know that you've hit a vein because Ooh. they find that that's important to them. They're mm -hmm. going to actually care about that. Topic, oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. And that honestly just ties right into our last point. So we find the value. We understand they have value. It's important to I'll let you take it away. Let people do you favors. Mm-hmm. It's really important to not be like, don't be scared to let people help you. Yeah, like, everyone has, and that's a tough one for some people though, mm -hmm. because we we're always wanting to be self-reliant. Mm -hmm. We always want to be able to Im imagine that everybody's dream is to be self-employed, where they don't have a boss or anything like mm -hmm. that. But at the same time, we have to rely on other people if we want to get anything that matters in life. It it comes with relying on somebody mm -hmm. else because we. You said something earlier, um, where you realize at a certain point. Well, you could do every role in a project. Mm. It's not effective. It's not efficient. No. There's people that are probably better at certain aspects of that and probably enjoy it way better than you do. Exactly. So why do we not just let people do that favor that they enjoy doing? Right. You know? Absolutely. And Mark says, like, humans enjoy doing favors. Yeah. Right? So it makes them feel good, gives them this sense of purpose, and there's this expect expectation underneath that they'll get paid back, which... Yeah in turn, makes them want to stay around you longer so you can do them a favor. And it creates these bonds and these Think relationships. Think about with WoW. How many times have you tried to help somebody out and how many times have you been helped out? It might not, mm -hmm. it probably wasn't the same person that helped you out, but it's like a kind of, it's like well known in the WoW community. If you help somebody that's struggling, like it's just what you They'll pay it back doing. down the line, right? There's been many times, we were talking about this pre-show, like there's been many times where we're just grinding and some guy gets off his mount, Horde or Alliance. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Point, right? They 
they shoot the thing one shot it for us and help <laughs> us out and keep moving. Or I've had people, literally, I'm Alliance, a low-level Alliance character, max level Horde, and they're just killing the things for me. Yeah. I'm like, that's so, that's so, and you can't even talk to them. Yeah, they, if you type, it doesn't, they can't It's a different language because of the like, different races in the game, but they're just yeah. being nice. And because of that, because I've had that kindness to me, I've done favors for other people. Yep, exactly. And we get this because in political games, these free-for-all style games, we don't work with other people. Yeah. You don't make bonds, it's harder to win. Mm -hmm. And think about those easy wins. It's because, well, you didn't want that person to win. You were, you were okay if your friend won. Yeah. Because they helped you out earlier. You, you weren't salty that they won, or mm -hmm. you, you weren't salty that you lost. You were kind of happy that the person you helped win, exactly. you are happy that they won. Like, yeah. okay, well, you won. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I helped you. <laughs> And it's like in Magic too. Like we play Commander, that's free for all. Mm -hmm. You, it's so hard to win if everyone gets against you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, it teams up on you if you're not if, making if these the, deals. If the whole table says you're not winning, you're not. You're gonna winning. die. You're gonna die on that turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think the best real life example is just relationships. Yeah. Right. The whole point of this is to build relationships with others. Right. To do favors for others. To let people help you, so you can create bonds, make people happy, mm -hmm. make friends, right? Yeah, I try to go into most situations with the mindset of what's in it for them. Mm. I know that mm -hmm. I could do what, no, nobody really wants me to help them out, but if I can come ask them and say, what? how can I help you mm. out? Well, it, since we're always trying to be independent, there might be that weakness where they come in and actually take my favor. But if you start with that, what, what's in it for them? Eventually you'll find that person that you help them out and you guys can, you just click. You, yep. you hit it off and you guys are like mm -hmm. the best friends because oh, yeah. they saw what you were trying to go for and there was some mutual connection of mm -hmm. something that you guys enjoyed. And that, what is in it from them, comes straight for games. Okay, what are they getting out of this? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a gamer mindset, but we can turn that into a positive, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was the 10 points. Okay. We're at the bottom of the hour, so let's just do a recap and I got a question for you before we go. Okay, okay so recap here. There's a solution. Try something else. Losing is an opportunity to learn. Identify what matters most. Prioritize. Use resource management. The value of things can change. Trust the math. Find value in others. And let people do you favors. Hmm. So these were the 10 points. And the question that I have after this recap for you, which one of these points do you think you've most improved on in your life? Oh, most improved on. I'd mm -hmm. say I, I hope I have improvement in all of those areas, mm -hmm. but where I'd say I'm most improved is, well, I haven't got to where I want to be yet. Mm -hmm. I, I've become increasingly good at figuring out what matters most to me. Sure. Um, like I mentioned earlier, when I started this, I, I had to take a step back from gaming. Yeah. I'll never stop gaming. Sure. That's just like a part of That's who, who we I are. Am. Like yep. <laughs> even if it takes a different form in the mm -hmm. future, who knows what it's going to look like yeah. in 50 years. Who, what the, what the heck? <laughs> but no matter what, I always try to identify what matters most. Mm. And at a certain point, I guarantee it's going to go back to being video games. Sure. At a certain point, like you, that's how we get enjoyment out of life. So you're going to go back to that. Mm. I really like that point. I'd, I'd say that's really high up there for me yeah. as well. It's like, because sometimes you just do things or you play games. And we've said on the show, if you're playing a game and you don't like it, just stop. Yeah. Right. But there's so many games I've tried to just push through because friends like it. I got to play it. Yeah. So I'm, that's pretty high up there for me. But I think the one that I really has been best at is just finding the value in others. Okay. Right. It's just like, okay, instead of being cynical, it's like, okay, what, what value can you bring to this situation? Yeah. And just really like trying to work with people instead of saying, get out of here. Like, okay, how can we work together to find the best fit for you? Yeah, I mean, look mm -hmm. at it. You have an entire production crew going on. Oh, you yeah. want to be able to do this. I can't do it myself. Asking if, like, mm -hmm. I asked you if you want to do this yourself. You're like, never. It's Absolutely so much not. Like, I tried. My team's it's amazing. A lot of effort, like, right? Yeah. yeah. So that wraps it up. It's a good show. This hey, was a fun too. one. <laughs> we got the soapbox a little, but I think yeah. there's a lot of good points that gamers can take from it. So I thank you, Mark, for this topic. Yeah, it probably wasn't as gamey as normal. It probably wasn't. It was, it was, <laughs> I think it was a lot more life advice here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know how qualified we are for that, but we're at the bottom of the hour and we've got to wrap up. Yeah. So 
I hope you all learned something. If you did, if, or if you have some questions, please contact us at sharediscoveryshow at gmail.com. Thank you, BCTV, for letting us put on this production. Always, always a treat. And if, as we go, as we sign off episode 23, I want to say, play some games, be kind to each other, have some fun, and I'm going to send it to Brad to sign us off. Hey, and just remember, there's always another step. Appreciate the journey. Thanks for joining us.